Hi, friends. You're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Before we get started with our episode today, be sure you stick around until the end to hear a little teaser from a newish podcast I'm doing with my sister called the Lazy Sisters Podcast. It's available only to you amazing people who want to support the work I do here through a website called Patreon, um, kind of like Kickstarter a little bit. Um, and I am just so grateful that you would even consider. So supporters get access to the Lazy Sisters podcast, but to give you all an idea of what the show will be like, there will be a little clip at the end of this episode. I can't wait for you to hear it and become an honorary sister of ours. We would love that. Okay. So on to the episode, you're listening to number 54, the Lazy Genius Makes Soup. Yes, soup. We are continuing our series on food basics and soup is the most comforting food. It's so very basic and therefore totally worth doing well. In the playbook today, I'm going to share um, three soup parameters, the basic order of making just about any soup and my three soup rules. Yes, I have soup rules. Let's start with the three parameters you have to consider every time you make soup. Okay. Light versus heavy, smooth versus chunky, mild versus strong. I hate the word chunky too, but we're leaning into it, y'all. I'm so sorry. Okay. Now these considerations are a bit more geared toward you making your own soup rather than following a specific recipe. Um, There are some awesome soup recipes out there, but once you know the order and you pay attention to those um, considerations, these three that we're going to talk about, you can create dozens and dozens of soups from what you have in your fridge and pantry. So first, light versus heavy. Heavy soups are usually ones with a lot of fat, cream, coconut milk, something um, that has a cream base more than a broth base. So like a seafood bisque is heavy. A tomato vegetable soup is light. Um, A coconut curry is heavy. A chicken noodle soup is light, right? Um, So it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with how filling the soup is. Um, Light soups can be super filling. It's more to do with like how it feels as you eat it, you know, and maybe, maybe a little bit after. Um, you've eaten heavy stuff, you know, the feeling, the reason this, um, and the other two parameters are important to consider is so you can decide what you want your soup to be. If you want something light, don't add cream, right? Uh, It just helps you make decisions on what ingredients you're going to use in order to get the final result that you want. Next parameter, smooth versus chunky. Uh I think you want to be fairly extreme here. Have you ever had a soup that was supposed to be smooth, but wasn't quite smooth, right? If you're going to go smooth, go smooth. Um, and like the other side, it can be, it can be a little gross maybe to eat soup, not gross. Maybe that's, that's a harsh word, but it's not super desirable to eat a soup that isn't necessarily smooth. Like it has pieces of stuff in it, but not a lot of stuff. So like some bites are just all broth. Like every time you dip into the bowl, like some, it's just all broth. And then another bite might have like a random bean on your spoon, right? So with this parameter, you really want to swing pretty strongly one way or the other. It's extremes. You want to make it really smooth or you want to load it up with stuff and make it like really chunky. Um, final parameter, mild versus strong. Uh, if you have a cold, simple chicken soup with mild carrots and an aromatic broth is absolutely what you want, right? You don't want to load that puppy with sauces and chipotle. That's not great. Um, That would be a strong soup. 
So think about flavors. Sometimes you want one or the other. Sometimes you want mild and sometimes you want strong. So just be intentional. Again, these, um, this just gives you a framework for figuring out what ingredients to use in your soup. If you want something that's light, not smooth, and definitely with strong, bold flavors, you'll make a soup with a simple broth made from chicken stock and tomato. You'll load it with vegetables and chickpeas, and definitely you'll add spicy, like kielbasa sausages, and then offer like jalapeno relish to swirl in. Do you want a heavy, smooth, mild soup? Then a creamy potato leek soup that's blended to perfection is what you want. It's heavy with cream and carbs, right? The potatoes. It's definitely smooth, but simple, mild flavors that aren't going to knock you over, right? But it will certainly like, it's going to be a comfort to your belly and to your soul. And sometimes that's what you want. So from here on out, when you make soup, pay attention to those three parameters and what the soup is doing. Um, it might be that you can lean one way or the other based on how you're feeling and get um, even better at doctoring soup recipes, like existing recipes to kind of fit your um, your preferences on any day, right? Um, so now you're like are armed with soup tools. Okay, now let's get into the order of making soup. This is so important. Um, I'm going to quickly reference my first soup rule, um, and that is don't dump and stir. You just don't get nearly the same flavor from a dump and stir soup as you do from a soup that follows this order. If you do this for every soup you make, you will love me forever. You will love me forever. Okay, so here's the basic order. Number one, saute aromatics. Number two, quickly saute any other vegetables. Number three, add liquid. Number four, add heavies. I call them heavies. We need a better word for that. Things like meat, beans, potatoes. And number five, finish with fresh. Okay, so let's break it down. First, you saute the aromatics. Here's what we think we're supposed to do. Throw everything in a pot with some liquid and some dried herbs, bring it to a boil, and let it simmer. Like soup, yay. Kind of. You get soup, but this is better soup. Like loads better. I said it in the beginning. Soup is one of the most comforting foods to come out of your kitchen, and doing it well can literally be life-changing. So there will be no dumping of vegetables and simmering here. First, you saute your aromatics. What are aromatics, you might ask? They're usually vegetables and um, sometimes herbs that release a fantastic aroma and flavor when they're cooked in fat. So onions, carrots, celery, leeks, green pepper, garlic, chili, ginger, that kind of thing. I found um, I found this super cool infographic. Um, I will post in the show notes of this episode, um, thelazygeniuscollective.com slash lazy slash soup that lists out all the aromatic combinations based on cuisine. It is so great. Um, onion and garlic are sauteed for almost everything I make in my house. If you just add them to the pot without sauteing them first, you don't even come close to the same amount of flavor. So choose any combination of aromatics you like, dice them fairly small, and then saute them in fat. Olive oil, canola oil, butter, coconut oil, a combination, it doesn't matter. Anything is great. It all just depends on what flavors you're going for in your soup and the parameters you're after. You can add them all at the same time if you want, um, all those aromatics. Um, I will say you're in better shape if you start with onions and end with garlic. Onions are almost impossible to cook too long. 
I mean, they burn if you have like a really high heat, but if you're just paying attention to them kind of on a medium heat, they, they just get better and better. They get sweeter and more awesome. So starting with them is never a problem. And since garlic burns fairly quickly, I like to add it last before I move on to the next step. But before you do that, um, when you add those aromatics in the beginning, salt them. This leads us to our second soup rule, which is season every layer. Every time you add something new to the soup, season it with salt and maybe black pepper or red pepper flake if you want, but definitely salt. And there are two reasons for this. First, salt makes things taste the most like themselves. Um, I never think people add enough salt to food. Even recipes, like some recipes from like famous food personalities, um, and it's it's a shame. Well-seasoned food, it doesn't equal salty food. It equals food that tastes like the absolute best version of itself. Salt is essential. So I think it's helpful to use it in every layer. Um, The other reason it's important, especially in the first step of making soup, is salt draws out moisture and it helps the vegetables from sticking as badly when they're sauteing. So season every layer. Um, That's rule number two. Now we're we're injecting the rules into the order of soup making. Now let's move on to um, step two in the soup making process quick saute any other vegetables. So your aromatics have cooked down beautifully into a golden brown, like almost paste, especially if you're, um, if they're diced really small. Oh, the flavor that you get from that is so good. Um, if you're having trouble getting to golden brown, it might mean that you forgot your salt, which draws out the liquid, um, and, or you don't have enough fat. Um, assuming you don't have any like major dietary restrictions because of your health, Another glug of olive oil distributed over an entire pot of soup, it's not going to whack, it's not going to wreck out your diet, right? Um, But it will make a major difference in how your soup comes together. Also, um, like do your thing if you're dieting, but um, as a side note, um, I'll link to the podcast episode, um, The Lazy Genius Loses Weight in the show notes if you want some extra encouragement on that front, Um, because I think we just get a little bit too... um, wound up in our thoughts about how we're supposed to eat and look and diet. And I would love for us to be free of some of those things. So you can check out the episode if you are interested in a little bit of uh, freedom in the extra glug of olive oil in your soup. So step two, quickly saute any other vegetables. So examples would be asparagus, mushrooms, zucchini, eggplant, green beans, cabbage. Throw in another um, pat of butter or another glug of oil if the pan is dry and then add any remaining vegetables. Season them with salt and then saute them quickly on medium-high heat for maybe like three minutes. Um, This helps develop the flavor in those ingredients in that second um, layer of ingredients. And it speeds up the process of cooking the soup, which are both wins when you want to get yummy dinner on the table fast. So you could certainly add them to the broth to simmer, but we've already decided that's kind of a garbage idea. I'm kidding. Um, But this is kind of the same thing. Like you're still throwing everything in a pot right? You're just going to season it and stir it over some heat for a little bit before you add the liquid. So it's kind of the same thing, but you get so much more flavor that way. So much more flavor. Okay. Step three, add the liquid, chicken stock, beef stock, vegetable stock, coconut milk, crushed tomatoes, of course, water. Um, I wouldn't use just water ever. I think there are just too many amazing flavors left on the table. If you don't use a liquid that has flavor in it, My soup secret weapon is better than bouillon. Um, They have chicken and beef, and maybe there's another kind. I always use chicken. It's it's a chicken base 
paste, which when I say that out loud, sounds really disgusting, but it's basically the flavor of chicken stock, like compressed into a paste that you can add to water to create this like amazingly flavorful broth. It's a literal magic ingredient and an absolute must have in my kitchen. If you have a Costco, um, they might sell it there for way cheaper than regular grocery stores. So um, what you do is add your liquid to your pot until your pot is like one half to two thirds full because you want room for any other ingredients and for the bubbling. So if you have lots more to add, start with less liquid. You can always add a little bit more if you need to. If you plan on cooking a grain or like tiny pasta in your soup, fill that puppy up, fill the bowl up or the pot up. Um, I almost always use either chicken stock or the water with the chicken base um, on its own or combine that with either crushed tomatoes or coconut milk. Those are my three kind of go-to liquids and um, any order, even all three together works great. Those are my three favorites. So add your liquid, season your liquid a little and turn the heat to high to bring it to boil. Once you're boiling, it's time for step four, add your heavies. Um, add your heavies. So it's such a weird phrase, but like potatoes, like things that don't, they're going to fall apart if they're sauteed, um, or they don't really need sauteing. So like, um, potatoes, beans, that kind of thing. And then when you add them, you want to turn your heat down until you get your soup to a simmer, probably medium to medium low heat. Um, okay. So let's talk about heavies. Okay. Heavies are, they're like the heavy flavors and chunky items that bulk up your soup. Mostly meat, beans, potatoes, and pasta. Um, you might add like frozen meatballs, sausage you already cooked. Oh my gosh. Oh, um, that reminds me. If you plan on cooking meat for your soup, do that first in your soup pot. Brown the sausage, brown the chicken, brown the ground beef or turkey or whatever you plan on doing. Brown it, um, remove it from the pot, and put it on a plate for step four. But leave the pot alone and add your aromatics right to that pot. Um, they're going to soak up all the fat and flavor left behind from the meat, and it will be even more magical. So good. So if you're going to start with your meat, if you need to cook your meat, do that first. I should have mentioned that in the beginning because then you get all that yummy flavor. Um, so then add your heavy. So meat, canned beans, chunks of potato that are going to simmer in the liquid and get soft. Um, and even like I said, like tiny pasta. Um, orzo and those little pasta stars, they cook great in soups. Um, so does Israeli couscous or pearl couscous. Um, it's the same thing. I use that. That's my favorite, actually. I use that for our chicken noodle soup, and it's absolutely a family favorite. It's so good. Um, those little couscous, it's really pasta. It's not traditional couscous in that sense. It, it really is like pasta. Um, and it is such a great texture in soup. You don't want to saute those kinds of ingredients, right? You're not going to saute um, the beans or the dry pasta. Um, except for the meat, obviously, because um, they'll just fall apart or burn. And so that's why you want to do it at this stage. Um, they do better just absorbing some of the flavor that you have already developed and getting happy in that simmering water than just being um, added directly to that hot surface of the pan. Um, okay, so your soup is done when everything inside is cooked and you feel like your broth has enough flavor to make you happy. When I make soup, it never takes longer than an hour from like pulling the pot out to putting soup in a bowl. The longer it simmers, usually the better, but don't think you have to let it sit for half a day in order to get good flavor. That's why we saute our aromatics and we season every layer so we get great flavor more quickly. Okay, so now that your soup is done, it's time for the fifth and final step. Finish with fresh. It's so great to top each bowl of soup with something 
not cooked. Um, avocado, fresh parsley or basil or cilantro or green onion, sour cream, grated cheese, chili sauce. Add something that is contrasting in temperature and texture even to create an even better flavor. Like a squeeze of lime or lemon, you know, there are so many great options and you'll love how it elevates your soup. So that's the order. Saute the aromatics, quickly saute any remaining vegetables, add the liquid and bring it to a boil, add your heavies and simmer until done, and then finish with fresh. We've already hit on two of our three soup rules. Don't dump and stir and season every layer. The third and final rule has been um, hinted at a little bit, but I will be specific now. Soup loves contrast. Uh, Simple flavors are lovely, uh, but consider a punch. Think about serving crunchy croutons on top of a smooth soup. Make sure all the vegetables in your soup aren't cooked exactly to the same tenderness. So everything like basically doesn't turn into mush at the same time. Flavor contrast, texture contrast, and light and heavy contrast can make your soup that much more awesome. I will post some soup resources and recipe ideas at the show notes at the lazygeniuscollective.com slash lazy slash soup. And I will link to a post that could be helpful in figuring out if a soup recipe that you find or any recipe you find is a good one. It's called, the post is called how to know if a recipe is any good. And if you do make soup using these rules this week and want to tell me about it, if you make soup, I want to see, um, would you post a photo or a story on Instagram? I'm not anywhere else, so it has to be on Instagram. Um, but if you post a photo or a story and tag me in it, I'm at the lazy genius. I would love to see what you make. I would love it. And remember to check out the show notes too um, for that cool like aromatic guide I mentioned. It is such a fun resource to get your um, your soup juices going. I'm really sorry. I just said soup juices. Um, okay. Before we head out, let's do a quick Lazy Genius Tip of the Week. And then um, I'll give you a sneak peek of the Lazy Sisters podcast. Um, our tip is soup related and it's frozen tortellini or ravioli. You guys, you have seen the packages, cheese tortellini or spinach and butternut squash ravioli or whatever else is in the freezer or deli section. Those are perfect for soup. They cook in no time because the pasta is fresh or partially cooked already. And they add such a textural beauty to your soup. It makes it, um, like it's just not crazy heavy, but it's filling. It's just the best soup cheat ever. It's so good. It's one of my, one of my favorite soups is a tortellini sausage soup. I start with Italian sausage and I brown it until it's brown in in the soup pot. I take it out. I add onion and garlic um, to those amazing sausage flavors. Um, Then I quick saute fresh spinach. I add a can of crushed tomatoes and I finish with enough chicken stock to kind of fill the um, pot about two thirds of the way maybe. Bring it to a boil. Add the sausage back in along with the um, tortellini. Top it with fresh basil and Parmesan, and this legit is so good. And of course, like seasoning every layer too. Remember, don't forget that part. It is so delicious and so simple to bring together. I just love it. Um, I might try to write a post, put a, post the recipe on the website because it's so good and it's so easy. So I will work on that. Um, and if you're a freezer cook, if you like, like like to put things in the freezer, you can saute a whole mess of Italian sausage all at once. Cool it completely. And then store it in freezer bags to take out however much you need when you need it. It can go straight into the soup frozen once the liquid is simmering. Um, it's great. So 
The Lazy Genius Tip of the Week was basically just a recipe, but the point is tortellini or any kind of stuffed fresh pasta is magic in soup and so great to have on hand. Okay. Now, if you're interested, here is a sneak peek of the listener-supported Lazy Sisters podcast. So my daughter is obsessed with Halloween and wanted a monster cake for her fourth birthday party. And my idea for the eyes was to stick cherry tomatoes on skewers and put them in the cake. Right. To which (laughs) I threw this idea by Kendra. I love the casualness of the conversation because you were like wanting to get help with the birthday party. And I loved, I loved to throw a good party. Like that's Absolutely. one of my favorite things in the entire world is a theme party. And she wanted a Halloween theme. And so you were party. saying a ca- like it was so easy that the cake itself, you didn't have to go crazy with the cake. You just make a cake and it's like the head. Uh-huh. And then you stick eyes out of it. And so you didn't start with a cherry tomato. You were like, yeah, and I could put skewers in it and then have eyes out. And I was like, that's a great idea. And you said, and I, yeah, I think I was thinking about like cherry tomatoes. <laughs> and I I thought I remember thinking, how can I say this without making her feel dumb? Because that's what you put in a salad or on a piece of toast. Not to mention if you skewer a cherry tomato, <laughs> liquid comes out. Liquid comes out. That's what happens. We don't want to scare the kids. Yeah, we that's also not want good. tomato juice on a cake. That's really unpleasant. So, so Kendra had the great idea, which was revolutionary to me, <laughs> of large marshmallows. Yeah, she's marshmallows. Yeah. They're cakeish. It makes so much sense. So much sense. And then yeah. icing some little candy eyeballs on there. Done and done. And your cake looks so cute. It looks so good. And I am so glad you saved me from cherry tomato. Well, and too, I was just trying to imagine like what, I mean, it would look like pink eye or like a demon. <laughs> like even it color palette wise, it wasn't. But yeah, so yeah, so I saved you from a cherry tomato eyeball cake. And there it is. I hope you guys are excited to check out the show. You can head to patreon.com slash the lazy genius. That is um, Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the lazy genius. Um, it'll explain all about the show, how the whole listener support thing works. And there's a video of me and my sister Hannah giving the rundown of what to expect. And just so you know, um, the premiere episode is, I just said premiere really weird. The premiere episode is already available, plus a bonus Oscar recap episode from last night's award show. Um, You might have even seen me and Hannah on Instagram talking about it. So lots of good stuff waiting for you. So feel free to head to patreon.com slash the lazy genius. And if you do choose to support that show, and this show and all the other work that you find around here, it would be such a gift. I'm just so grateful that you would even consider supporting it. So thank you so much. And thank you for listening to this episode. Um, don't forget to join me on Instagram this Thursday at 1215. Um, and we'll talk about soup. Until then, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Bye, guys.